Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the 16th episode of Tender Loving Care, question mark, with your host myself, Pauline, and my darling Kate. Every week, Kate and I break down two shows from the TLC network. The name of the network that I believe for the longest time was an acronym for Tender Loving Care. And when I found out that it actually stood for the Learning Channel, and I saw the types of shows that were on that channel, my deep confusion bred this podcast. Each week, Kate and I will randomly select two shows to cover for the next episode by spinning the wheel of shame which has all 113 and counting shows that we will be studying hello kate hello how are you doing this warm evening in austin i'm good i had kind of a blah day where i was i worked early and i was sleeping all afternoon because i stayed up i stayed up really late i made friends with one of my neighbors and we were having some beers outside Oh, well, that's lovely. That's it. Now, is this a male or female? It's a male, Danny. And Shout out to Danny if you're listening. Is Danny an attractive male? May I ask? <laughs> he is Or should cute, I ask but... that after the show? Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about that after the show. Good. Well, you had a long night. Okay. Understandable. Platonic, a... I will Platonic. say. Platonic. Got it. Okay. I just... I, I, I just... <laughs> Danny, I hope you're listening. I did have to ask, but I'm sure you are dashing. Um, but okay, platonic, we have that established. D- um, and another listener, look, we'll do what we have to do. If we have to start hanging out with random people just to try and get more listeners to our show, we'll do that. I will go door to door asking people if they want a beer in exchange for them listening to our podcast. Pounding the pavement. Whatever the I have to do. Yes. Pounding, pa- there we go. Pounding the pavement for the potty. Mm-hmm. That could be a new movement. I do see you're bringing a glass to your to your to your lips, Kate. What have we got here? We've got a Cabernet. It's the two buck. Actually, it's three buck chuck now at Trader Joe's. Cost <laughs> of living going cost up. Cost of living. Probably in LA, it's probably the eighteen dollar chuck. Probably <laughs> if that's what it is in Austin, it's probably eighteen dollars here. Yes, it is oh, wine, so and I am drinking it. That is my uh, review of it fantastic well i am going with the uh, corona light 
I wanted. There's nothing more than I love. It's definitely my English roots. When there's a warm evening, oh, ice cold lager. Yum, yum, Ooh. yum. That is what I want. And you know what? I'm going to need quite a lot of beers, uh, probably more than usual um, that I have to get through shows because I need to tell UK and listeners what happened to me last night. Now, <laughs> buckle up is all oh I have God. to say. Okay, listeners, I'm going to tell you a little story, a little bit about what's been going on. Kate does not know this story. A lot of my friends do because I was frantically texting them and calling them at one o'clock in the morning last night. Um, So here we go. It is probably around like 11.30 or something. I've decided to start Sopranos again because why not? Kate, (laughs) we're not getting into that discussion. Um, If you've listened to previous party episodes, but I am a massive Sopranos fan, but I have not done from the beginning ever, I don't think. So I was like, you know what? Let's dive into this again. And it is something to take on. I mean, these episodes are an hour and something each. It's phenomenal. So, you know, whatever. So anyway, watching my Sopranos and the way my house is set up listeners and maybe just bear with me here because I'm setting a scene for you and it is all going to be worth it when um, you hear Kate's response and when you understand what happened to me last night so I'm in my living room at the back of my house is my bedroom and there is a window in my bedroom that connects to a little courtyard okay and the courtyard is shared by my neighbor I have a front garden and then there's this little courtyard that's really my neighbors my window leans out into that it's hot I'm in LA it's hot evening so what I do is I like to have all my windows open have my screen obviously windows open I do not sleep with the windows open because um I understand that that's how people get in serial killers are at their height during the summer because people leave their windows open Richard Ramirez that's how he got in every time because it was a hot hot summer and he and he got in through people leaving their windows open so i'm safety conscious trust (laughs) i'm watching the sopranos i hear a very loud kind of metallic bang and i just went oh shit and my instinct i by the way all of this is something deep rooted in my english soul i went I need to get up and go into my bedroom. My bedroom is pitch black. I go into my bedroom. I walk over to my window. So the window's up. I needed to pull it down to close it. I just see mesh. My blinds are up. And I see a a large shadow. Let me say that. I mean, we're getting into horror movie status here. I see this big, large shadow outside pitch black. In my head, it's so weird how your thought process... It was probably a protection mechanism. I think... It's raccoons. (laughs) Because I have a lot of raccoons around here. Love them. They are dream angels. Love them. I'm like, it's a raccoon. And I just slam the window down, right? Lock it. Pull my blinds down. Move over to the other one. Do it. And go around the house and close all the windows. I sit back down. And I thought, you know what, Pauline? I don't think that was a raccoon. I get my flashlight and a knife. I go back into my bedroom I have the blinds down. I open the blinds up and I, sp- I have it dark inside and I put a flashlight outside to see if I can see anything. And I see a fucking ladder up against my window. And I go, someone just tried to break into my house. Oh my God. Oh my God. So I don't know what it is, whether it's just this past year in my life, dear listeners, I will not bore you with, but it has been a, ch- a challenging one. 
let's just say it's been a challenging one for me, okay? A lot of stuff gone down. I am the wrong person to mess with because I have a lot of, I don't want to say anger. I just, I, I will, or I will fight. Let's say I'm a fighter and I get angry when anyone thinks they can intrude on any of my personal space, let alone some trying to watch my words here, but someone trying to break into my fucking house. So I see this and I step back and I think, now it's all clicking. My head is like, you go through this process. I'm like, someone just tried to break into my house. I get into my living room. My phone rings. It's my next door neighbor who never, never calls or anything. Mm-hmm. He says to me, he says, uh, Pauline, I need you to know that there's someone that just came up to my door and said he's getting chased by gang members with guns <gasps> and he needs, um, and he wanted to come into my house and he's in our driveway and he won't leave. <gasps> Don't leave your house. Oh. And I, I just went, uh, hey, Brett, how you doing? Um, so I think he just tried to break into my bedroom. There's a stepladder up against my window. And he's like, yeah, that's mine. He obviously put that up against there. So all these things are clicking in my head. I'm going, I'm going, I just stopped him breaking in through my window. I slammed this window down. And you know what? I did it with no fear. If there had been a rat outside on, on my screen, I would have been more scared. I'm si- I am just over it with everything i have no fear left you want to mess with me you better better be careful so i grab a knife i put scissors in my back pocket i call 911 my neighbors already called 911 and by the way just want to let you know on this uh when you call 911 you put on hold do i mean it wasn't exactly that music that was a little bit of fabrication you're put on hold when you call 911 someone will be with you soon oh no, no no worries no worries I'm, I'm calling 911 because i can wait so i finally oh. get someone and tell them the situation okay um i said he's outside my door he's in my driveway and he's outside my door okay um we'll get someone this was the tone we'll get someone to you when uh, when there's a unit available when will that be oh we don't give etas okay thanks bye my neighbor has a camera she's sending me shots of him breaking into my house or attempting to break into my house he's in my driveway still just hanging out just hanging out so i'm feverishly texting my neighbors i'm texting all my friends my friend who lives close by he's like uh i'm gonna come to get you i said you can't he's outside my door and i said i'm not leaving my house i'm not leaving my house for someone yeah so i'm waiting i decide learn everything that i've learned from episodes of i've survived two episodes of all the true crime shit i've watched first thing you do is you get your lights off because if your lights are on they can see it and everything shut except for one big window i have in my kitchen i was like if he's in my garden he's going to be able to see what i'm doing get all the weapons you know in horror movies when you're like they hear something but they never grab a weapon Mm -hmm. always grab a weapon so i've got a knife a flashlight and i have scissors in my back this is by the way this is a tuesday night this is a (laughs) tuesday night in la so i'm calling everyone i'm texting everyone they're like get out of there i said i'm not leaving and he's in front of my house i don't know if he has a fucking gun i don't know what he has so i'm in my house turn all the lights off i am creeping like i'm creeping around my house spying out the windows to see if i can see him cops aren't here maybe it's 10 20 10 minutes 15 since my neighbor called i call 911 again i'm like no 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 I get through to someone. 
I repeat, they said, oh yeah, yeah, we have that. Some, when, someone will come out when they're available. I said, I need you to know he tried to break into my house and he's outside my, my house hanging out, just hanging out. And they go, this is, this is, I swear to God, listeners, this is the response. She said to me, have you locked your windows and your doors? And I said, yes, everything's locked. Okay. And he's outside. Yes, he's outside. Hmm. Call us back if he breaks in your windows. Oh, sure. No problem. Yep. Got it. Not a problem. Not a problem. I said, should I do that while I'm getting raped or after? Like, where, where, where oh do you? Oh my God. <laughs> so I hang up and I'm like, right, guess what? It's going down. I've watched every single movie of The Purge. No one is coming near me. And by the way, I was just watching The Sopranos. So let's add all of this up. One, I've had a very challenging year. Two, I'm watching The Sopranos. Three, I have knife, scissors, and a flashlight. Four, I'm English. So (laughs) nobody stood a chance at this point. I was like, I don't care how big he is. He's going down if he comes near me. Mm -hmm. So um, I then see these flashing lights i'm texting my neighbors my neighbor has this camera she's getting all this she's like he's just he's was like up against the wall scary horror movie style like back up against the wall like just watching the houses then cops i see his lights cops are there so you know opening the window and turning on some lights finally and i'm I, I, not opening the window opening curtains and looking through and then i see the cops have him and he's walking him down our driveway my neighbor's coming out and i'm like okay now i can so i open the door and my neighbor just shouts you know, he was trying to break into my neighbor's house. She's kind of freaked out. And so I put my head out and I said, he was trying to break in. Like he had a stepladder up against my thing and they're walking him down the driveway. And he goes, um, and the cop goes, oh, don't worry. He won't be back tonight. Close the uh- door. And I'm like waiting for the knock of the cops to take my statement of an attempted burglary. Nah, he just went home. Uh-huh. And they had asked him in the meantime, hey, do you need us to call you a cab? So... that was what happened last night um what the fuck i my neighbor was like i can't sleep and i was like you know what i'm gonna sleep really soundly because i don't give a shit i am never gonna make somebody have me terrified to be in my home my home is my sanctuary my home is my love my home is my dream i am not going to be scared and and i had friends being like i'm gonna come pick you up stay i I don't want to. I'm not, I'm not leaving my house because of someone. Fuck that. So um, maybe <sighs> foolish, but um, I did go to bed and I actually slept really well. But um, <laughs> well, I'm glad. And listen, I am by no means somebody that um, hates against uh, police. I would not have their job in a million years. They do not get paid enough. Um, the realism of it is they're completely um, overworked. They were probably dealing with multiple shootings all around the city and they could not arrest him for anything. They just took him down the driveway and um, got him off the property. And that was it. So, um, wow. (sighs) Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights in LA. I'm going to have a new podcast. It's called Tuesday nights in LA. 
That is terrifying. Um, yeah, but I wasn't scared. And I was trying to work out why I wasn't scared. And dear listeners, you may be saying, oh, was it because you were drinking last night? I was actually not drinking. So <laughs> just FYI, there was no Casamigos. There was no Corona, except my friend did bring me Corona afterwards, which was really funny. But um, no, I didn't. I I was angry, dude. Yeah. I Don't you dare come near my house. I will slice your head off if you come anywhere near my house. I really should actually watch what I'm saying on this podcast. But it's self defense in self defense, that cannot be used in a court of law. I'm saying I will do that in self defense. Um, yeah. But um, I'm just angry. I've had enough, dude. I've had enough after this year. I have had enough. No one is messing with me anymore. End of. Um, I know this is supposed to be a podcast about TLC <laughs> shows, but dear listeners, I like to bring you into my life. I like to bring you into my life. I like to bring you into Kate's life. I like us to tell you what's going on. And that's just an insight. So for all of you that think, I'm going to I'm gonna be a movie star. I'm going to move to Hollywood. Uh, don't. Just, just really keep those bags packed and go and live in North Carolina or something because it will probably be a better existence than in LA. Honestly, I had cops at my, the first place that Lanny and I lived. Oh, yeah. Um, shout out to Lanny, by the way. Shout out. There was a like, gang initiation going on and Holy this shit. gang like took over our yard and our driveway <gasps> and they were just like hanging out and then all of a sudden all these cops come there was a helicopter with a spotlight on our house just la things it's la basically it's tuesday nights in la that's i really you know i think this is going to inspire a great essay series at least if not Mm -hmm. a podcast just tuesday nights in la yeah um so that's how I'm doing. Um, let's, I think we should probably get into the podcast now. So listen to that. Yes. I, I hope you enjoyed that little story. Um, a cautionary warning about your 18 year old that wants to become a movie star um, and move to LA. Yeah, think again. Think again. <laughs> um, unless you're an angry English girl. All right. So Wheel of Shame last week gave us two shows as it always does. And Kate and I watched the two shows. Um, mm-hmm. We are going to dive into, I think we should just dive into our first one, which is a doozy. Um, all right, Kate, when you're ready, let's go. Okay, so the first show that we watched for this week's episode of The Potty is My 600 Pound Life, Where Are They Now? So this is how TLC describes this show. Following the lives of overweight people who have undergone the transformation of losing large amounts of weight, checking in on their weight loss, and exploring how they feel about their progress. There we go. Now, Kate, because I've just been through a massive trauma, um, do we, did, have we watched My 600 Pound Life? No. No, that we haven't. Okay, sorry. It's because I watched it on my own. That's why. Yes. Yes. We had spoken a little bit. Um, Kate and I had said that I like delved into it. Not, I mean, I watch enough TLC. I don't know why I had to pick another one, but I'd seen my 600 pound life. Kate knew it very well. So I'd come on the party a couple of episodes back being like, oh, I watched it and holy shit, this is crazy. Doctor now, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. So we haven't actually got the Wheel of Shame. Pit. It hasn't picked it for us yet. So we're kind of doing it in reverse. Like we, yeah. And we, this is where are they now? So there was a lot. Um, Kate and I decided, there were seven seasons. So we decided to just watch the last one, um, the seventh season. Now, I'm sure the majority of you listening, if you've never watched my 600 pound life, it's pretty self-explanatory. So every single, I think they have a ton of seasons as well, Kate. It's been on a really long time. 
yes like, yeah my 600 pound life so obviously it's about morbidly obese people and it's their journey of going um to attempt to get uh, gastric bypass or the equivalent um the sleeves and all of that to lose weight change their lives etc etc um tlc makes a habit of filming them in their worst possible states a lot of nudity um getting removed by ambulances like just really intense stuff that you see and they definitely explore like the trauma of why they became binge eaters and why they eat what their lifestyles like relationships with family they delve into all of that and they usually i think they do two an episode right kate yes there's two people people per episode and going into this i thought that it would be more of an overview and a quick update but it's actually just another episode for that person a continuation Mm. of their story for an hour like it's right it's a lot more that goes on it really is a lot um no we haven't mentioned dr now yet and i'm gonna mention him now so dr now is the bariatric surgeon that everyone sees and he became a star for you definitely google him right now guys if you don't know what he looks like while i paint a picture my notes here just say dr now dash where do i begin i estimate he's a hundred plus years old the man (laughs) the man is 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 really uh, uh getting up there in age He's probably about five, six. He has been, um, he's Iranian. Um, and I don't know how long he's been in the States. I think he's been here decades. I would, I would hasten to say decades. Accent just as thick, just as thick. And it's not even about the accent. With the heavy accent I've just put here, outstanding. Um, his pattern of speech and, the, and his attitude to people is what made him a star. He, he talk a like there. He talks. I oh know. Sorry, this is really insulting. I'm not. So I'm not going to try. But it's the pattern of speech is kind of like this. Do you understand? You're going to die. You're awful. Try harder, okay? It's like that. The pattern of speech is outstanding. Plus, you really can't make out what he says. Like ninety percent of the time. Don't I say no? I see here that you needed to lose seventy five pounds. You didn't reach that goal. Why is that? And they always just say the same thing. You know, you give some goals what to lose. Well, I don't know. I wasn't eating that much. And he's straight back. I know that you're lying to yourself and you're lying to me. What did you eat? He is a killer. He's basically a killer. He is doesn't take any shit with these people. He's saying everything that, as a viewer, you want to say to these people, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think this show would be nearly as as popular yes. or successful without Dr. Now. He's really the, yes. the glue holding it all together. All of it. And he's, like you said, he's he speaks very economically. Like, oh. he really only says what he has to say to get his Beautiful. point across. Beautiful. And he never changes intonation. Even if someone's mm. screaming at him, it's incredible. It's out. And the, the big thing I didn't mention here, which is possibly the most beautiful thing about Dr. Now, is the dyed jet black hair. That's <laughs> what gets me. It is as black as night. Definitely from a box. I mean, this guy has got to be worth a lot of money at this point. And you can tell he just got a Clairol or a L'Oreal out of the box dye, jet black, got his wife to put it on, probably while he's operating on people. And it's just jet black... And he's about 100 years old. He is outstanding. 
outstanding. Even when he walks, you, you just think you're going to get a little bit worried. You say, uh, are you okay? Then you see him up just operating on all these people as easy as anything. He is a miracle of science himself. He really is. He's got a real steady hand and he just oh, kind of God. shuffles around and then just no facial expression whatsoever none, as he's tying none, up none. someone's stomach. It's, none. Mm-mm. Yeah, he's it's really something. It really is. Um, so in this in this um, season, we have one, two, three, four, five, six. So we have like six episodes. One was a two parter, which we'll get into. So we'll go through. So this the basis is is that obviously in the six hundred pound life that I have watched. I think Kate, you've watched more than I have. But you get the people come in. Um, you see their life. He says you need to lose X amount in two months to show me you can prepare for surgery. Majority of them get surgery. And then it, it does kind of end on a little bit of a cliffhanger. They don't follow them for many months afterwards. They may see him like a month later, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is following up where we are. So, Kate, do you want to start? The first one we had in season seven is Maya and Justin. I don't really yes. have a lot on that one. Do you want to start with those two? Yeah, so um, starting with Maya, she had a hard time meeting the weight loss goal for Dr. Now, um, and she was very much blaming her inability to lose the weight on her partner, Christian, and so Dr. Now turns to Christian, I hope you are getting all the support you need from Christian. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to her being like, damn it, Christian, I hate you. You're ruining everything. And she's fighting with her boyfriend, Christian, and she calls her mom during her fight with her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And she's super codependent um, with everyone in her life, basically. She is. Um, She, I mean, it's, this is a running theme as well. Like you see with the majority of these people, it's the excuse after excuse you get exhausted by the end of it and and as we say hashtag save it for the potty kate and i do not discuss any of these shows and we never will kate just sent me a pot a a quick text being like hashtag save it for the potty but i'm going nuts at some of these people because the excuses they were given this surgery and can we just also add that a lot of these people could not afford this surgery but they got it through tlc tlc pays for all of this shit by the way and they get this life-altering um surgery and some of them do fantastically well like justin who we'll talk about but other people it's just always someone else's fault and after you watch as we had to seven episodes or whatever it was of this you're just going stop the the you you they blame someone for getting there in the first place they get the surgery and then they they some of them just still look very very big and they blame other people for why they're still way they are it it's really rough to watch it makes you so angry it does it's it's really frustrating um for maya her so christian the boyfriend leaves her yeah in houston and she's alone in she's alone for the first time in her life and she's really sad she's missing everyone and she's really proud that oh christian used to take the garbage out but i do that now and that's something i'm doing for me and it's like well that's something you're doing so you don't get roaches in your kitchen but yeah it it is it's the little this is what is really hard to explain as well like it's very easy to watch these shows like my 600 pound life and stare at them as oddities as you would in coney island on a freak show right and go oh look at them you know they're morbidly obese like 
it's so odd to just watch them right because the befores when they start this journey some of them are just completely immobile and they just eat and eat and eat and eat and you can look at them as this sideshow but to understand a lot of them you know there's, there's definitely been multiple 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 cases of you know perhaps abuse in their past abusive partners abusive parents all of these things that kind of developed into this emotional eating this binge eating and where they are uh, when they start this show but the thing which you can understand but what is so hard when you really watch this and wrap your head around these these people's existence is that there isn't an existence like the simplest thing that you would do in the morning is you're listening to this wake up brush your teeth go to the toilet take a shower that is like their to do one of those things is their entire day they have eaten themselves into a point where they cannot function as a human being there's no life there's no even walking down the street and so when they do something like that they they are you know so proud of themselves and so happy but it's it's really really hard to wrap your head around um how much their life has just completely dissolved so when they go and see doctor now and they get approved for this surgery you know you're watching this you're going you know what you've been given this chance dude and they the weight starts coming off really quickly and without a lot of psychological help a lot of them just go back to eating again yeah, I mean, that's the crux of it is they and he Dr. Now often says, OK, so you're still emotionally eating. Go to therapy. And he sends him to a therapist and then supposedly they work out all their issues in one session or whatever. But oh, yeah, <laughs> that's what she needs to do is look into her to- all these toxic relationships she has with her mom mm. and her ex. Yeah. And she's just afraid of doing anything by herself. And. Mm-hmm. Her aunt comes down, her Aunt Margaret. I wrote down something funny that happened here. Um, So Aunt Margaret comes to town to help her after after the surgery because she's alone. And um, she goes, welcome, have a seat. I'll get you some water. And then the aunt sits down and the first thing out of her mouth is, so how's it been living here all by yourself after Christian left you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Margaret, go straight for the jugular. Damn. Margaret. So Christian was her husband, not boyfriend, right? It was her husband. Oh, yeah. That's was that? Yeah, quite husband. possible. Yeah, I, I think know. it was husband. And he just walks out on her, right? So he'd been with her. This this is another thing that's really interesting about human nature. You learn with a lot of these people. There are partners that are completely enabling, and there's parents that are completely enabling. There are so many enablers around a lot of these people first, so they never they never take accountability forgetting themselves in the way they are and then all there are partners that really don't like it when they lose weight that was a thing you kept seeing as well mm-hmm. they didn't really like it because this, this this the subject matter would start having independence and they'd be able to live a life and where does that leave this partner that was so dependent upon their job is kind of gone it's really dark most of these partners are terrible it's so dark because when when their partner is bedridden they can really keep them under their thumb and Mm -hmm. and they know every single thing that's going on in their life and who they're seeing and and then, yeah, there's one later on. I think it was the last episode of the season yeah. where she's yeah. her, her boyfriend gets really jealous and really insecure. jealous. It's 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 nasty, nasty stuff you see on this. Yeah. I mean, um, so Christian dumps. How does she end up? I really didn't have much. Um, I just said she feels sorry for herself constantly. 
she so she does end up getting the surgery she says that she really needs this to go well she needs to get the surgery or she thinks her family is going to be upset with her which is sad and then it just kind of ends with her taking down the photos of christian in the house Mm -hmm. and she's saying she's ready to move on that was kind of it yeah and then we meet we meet justin who was the other subject in this talk and he was like the epitome of what you want he was amazing he lost so much weight he actually listened to dr now and dr now lays out a plan and he's like it's simple just follow the plan and you will lose the weight and it's true like if you just follow it you will lose it and justin was an example of that he was canoeing at the end he was a he was learning to fly small planes like his entire life changed his entire existence and this also this where are they now you see them after they lose the weight and then the surgery to remove the loose skin because they have a lot obviously as you can imagine a lot of loose skin and he just flourished kate he just completely flourished he speaks at a conference yep to other folks that are interested in the surgery or have had the surgery and talks about keeping it going and everything and he he becomes a runner which i'm personally impressed with because i think running is the worst thing it's the worst Uh, let's let's just take a second to just say running is the worst thing you can do here's the deal with running okay (laughs) i understand car it's great cardio obviously it's going to keep you fit if you're a constant runner you're going to be slim you're going to work a lot of muscles you're going to um be tight you're gonna your heart should be healthy um also your knees get wrecked Mm -hmm. your ankles get wrecked no one should be running for working out (laughs) do something else apart from running or any runner i know just injured all the time always icing things always yeah always for me nope nope don't be an actor in hollywood and don't, don't be a runner we're giving out such great advice to you guys this week we really are okay let's move on to the next one so that was basically Myron and justin that was the first yep. one so justin yep. did really really well he lost all the weight it was like shit he changed i mean he became like a quarter of his weight it was unbelievable yeah next one we had was brianne and anjanette anjanette i think that was the name anjanette mm-hmm. had a girlfriend erica the first i mean uh, we need to add as well tlc is brutal with these shots so when they're interviewing them you know they do they obviously go back and they show you a lot of their original episode this is the this is the angle and this was kind of something that we mentioned in too large as well our our episode a couple of um a couple of weeks ago the tlc camera is deliberately placed imagine you're sat on a chair and you're leaned back a little bit they place it nearly at your ankles so they get the widest shot to make you look monstrous and they also will love it if you don't have clothes on they love filming you out of the shower they love you struggling to put clothes on so they can blur out your ass it is brutal how tlc films these people there's no dignity none and the first scene for anjanette is literally her lying on a bed just starfish right and her girlfriend is putting deodorant in her folds. Tough start. Tough start. Intimate it was moment a there. tough start. And her girlfriend, Erica, we kind of follow them a little bit. 
um about their relationship and you know Anjanette was just mostly concerned obviously about losing the weight and changing her life and Erica was like well my goals are more about what we can do together and Anjanette was like it's all about my weight loss which it should have been and they kind of broke up and then Anjanette got the surgery um you know the first scene I put here was her laid out as I just described and by the end of it they got back together and she was walking upstairs at her apartment now it was a massive difference and she was was back with Erica it was really nice to see like she was you know they were moving into this apartment on the third floor and she was walking upstairs which she could never have done at the beginning never um so that was really really cool anything else to say about that I just kind of noted yeah I don't have a ton on that it this was probably one of the I don't know the sometimes the partners you feel like they are just really sick and tired of it and they're not being that supportive but Erica seemed pretty supportive and she did and she really um, loved her I think they really loved each other but they just needed a break while Anjanette concentrated on getting herself healthy and yep that was it the only yep. thing with this show is it's a as, as you said kate it's a where are you now but there's a massive amount of the show that just shows you their original show yeah <laughs> if you know what i mean like if they had followed them for like two years post-surgery you would really get an idea of their improvement but the, the like half of the episode is just like let's review what their original episode was and the other half is just like where they are kind of like 12 months later after the surgery it's like we're really not getting the full layout of what's going on um so that's a bit they gotta they gotta pump out the seasons as fast as they can i guess they don't want to do two years of filming yeah i mean doctor now's you know 101 they have to be careful with their time at this point yeah um brianne this was interesting now this is a woman talk about rooting for someone so she had a husband they she had a stepdaughter she was very very close to the stepdaughter kind of referred to her as mum, and um she had the surgery lost the weight um and her husband cheated on her so yeah and he decided to just leave her so he had been with her you see this it's such a weird pattern he'd been with her this whole time and while she was so overweight and really didn't have much of an existence she starts getting her shit together she starts on this path and she loses weight she also has a miscarriage at this point as well she didn't know she could get pregnant she got pregnant and it unfortunately it was a miscarriage so she's going through that trauma as well while she's concentrating on her health gets the operation husband's gone husband cheats on her and moves in with the new girlfriend and she's left alone It's because... Yeah, just a big sigh there. That was just a communal, <laughs> a communal sigh from Austin to Los Angeles. It's because the partners are threatened by this sense of power or yeah. something, this this confidence, and they're yeah. not used to that dynamic, and they can't deal. Yeah. And so she, they... It's very true, and this stepdaughter was so great to her, and you see her kind of at the end, she's, you know bleached her hair and she's like changed her look she's lost all this weight and the stepdaughter's like i'm here for you and it was kind of a nice ending with that and her asshole husband was doing whatever he was doing but i'm sure she would be on to a really really good path off that was kind of like a success story i would say with brianne she got rid of the dead weight of her husband and the weight of her of her body and got healthier so i think she she's that was positive one we're gonna now move on (laughs) this is a good one 
when I say good, you know, I mean good. When I say this was a good episode in any of these episodes of podcasts, and I'm talking about a TLC show, you know that that means drama and horrendous circumstances. I just want all of you to be aware. Um, <laughs> this woman is Angie J, and there was so much to talk about her. They did two episodes of her follow up. Yeah. Kate, do you want to introduce us to Angie J? <laughs> I mean, I don't know where to start, but I, I want you to start. She kind of reminds me of another Ange on the network. Um, I know. Angela from 90 Day Fiance. And guys, you got to know what we're talking about. The bosom, the heaving, monstrous bosom, the cigarettes down the breasts. You got the tattoo. You got the attitude. It's all attitude and screaming and she's right all the time. That's my, that's our Angela from 90 Day Fiance. And you're right. There's similarities here. She is, this is a really explosive episode because this is oh, the, yeah. this is the most heated you ever see Dr. Now <laughs> get, I think in any episode. And she is one of the most defensive, <gasps> stubborn people I've ever seen on a, on a reality show period. Yeah, I mean, to, to start with her. So obviously you see, they, they take you to her original episode. The woman's, um got this husband i think is a husband boyfriend whatever and he is an addict as is she and yes. doctor now confronts her with it and said listen you want to lose this weight i give i mean I'm, there's so much there's so much passion in my voice but for him it's like hey, you want to lose this weight you need to lose 75 pounds in the first month and he's like and we did your tox we did your like blood work and he's just straight with her he's like you're a drug addict um, we can see consistently high levels of whatever type of drugs it was. And you need to go to rehab before we approve you for this surgery. I'm not an addict. How could he say that? I'm going to prove him wrong. He need, he owes me an apology. I need an apology for him because he's a liar. And what he's saying about me, this, these two episodes made you want to pull your hair out with frustration just complete denial complete defensive continuously about her saying that she wasn't an addict where she where she completely was um she was very very ill she needed rehab she needed therapy she doctor now was calling her out on everything you show results of you have fentanyl or you have whatever in your blood no i don't no i don't he's lying he owes me an apology this entitled act didn't stop from the second these episodes started to the end she give me medication she goes just give me med like the arrogance and the entitlement that oozed out of her made me nauseous it was so awful kate watching this woman especially that scene where she's at this point homeless because no one in her life wants to take her in anymore because she always has these deadbeat drug addicts boyfriends rewind a little bit because her husband robbed her so i want to just 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 to set the scene so this is what happened she's living with her husband in a in a house right she comes back from the um, appointment with doctor now i don't need anything he's a liar telling me i'm addicted to drugs i've never taken it all this bullshit right husband's completely off his head which she you know says yeah he's probably on a drug binge yeah he takes drugs whatever i don't he Go, she's like yeah he goes away for like two days and then comes back and i know he know he's been on a binge um 
then you're cut to a scene where he where she says that um he she came home all her medication because of course she's on numerous amounts of medication for a hundred different things have all gone her husband's left her and it was all set up as and her home was robbed but essentially he'd set it all up and robbed her he'd taken all her medication he'd taken all the shit in her house and left so she's like i am so i'm having so much trouble here my head hurts just give me medication and doctor now is like you're a drug addict and you're trying to get drugs out of me that's not how this works you are so selfish how can you tell me you're not going to give me something to help he goes your problem is psychological she goes well give me some medication for it then i watching this and then so she, the husband's gone the house is gone she goes and moves in with with she's she has to move in with someone by the way constant boyfriends i would just like to, and, and i know the phrase boyfriend i will use loosely but this man like she loses the husband right and she's like i can't afford to stay here anymore um someone's my this my neighbor's gonna take me in who was this youngish kind of thin guy like younger than her and he's like come and live with me and she's like it did turn sexual she can barely walk and she's getting laid by this guy oh and he's enamored he's enamored with her you can tell oh my god he really was and she was saying to him she goes come and do your job when she was like trying to move and she can't walk and he's like come and help me i don't know who these people are i really don't but um i was shocked at how many boyfriends she had she's at one point she goes to doctor now because oh this was another thing her running theme was she was always dying so she constantly needs to get to the hospital i know i have cancer i know i have i have ovarian cancer i know i have this so she keeps going to the doctor and doctor now is like there's nothing wrong with you and she's like well give me medication a full-on addict behavior right she's yeah. just constantly trying to get medication and he's like there's nothing wrong with you and she's like can you check for stds and i'm like oh i oh i'm sorry you've been having a ton of sex have you huh that's uh that's interesting mechanically i don't know how that works but uh, okay. i mean she can't walk but apparently she's still getting laid so so that that was something um constantly when there was like in this episode there was a husband there was two other men that yeah. she was sleeping with yeah uh, i mean i i don't i i don't know what to say i don't know what to say to your listeners about that apart from i realize i should be having a lot more sex in my life apparently <laughs> because if she's getting laid by three people they're really i mean i really need to be working harder maybe i need to gain 600 pounds i don't know but well it and was her a personality lot. alone is she enough is to make that surprising <laughs> she's a monster but let's talk about the therapy session though oh god dark yeah. dark childhood it was yeah go ahead i can remember bits of it i, I have can't... it all written out here, oh okay so... go on so dr now just to preface dr now finally gets it like you need to go to a ther- i'm not going to a therapist i'm not a drug addict you need to apologize to me i love how all of these people completely think they're doctors by the way i love it they they barely finish high school and they're like i know what doctor now is talk. i know what doctor now should be saying he's like get to a therapist so she finally goes and Kate well, please regale us she doesn't even have to go anywhere this therapist dr paradise makes a house call dr paradise i just can we just dr paradise i just want to leave that there <laughs> just let that hang there in the air for a little bit dr paradise, paradise. so he comes to her home and 
uh, I thought he did a good job with this session. Sometimes these TV sessions mm. are really bad, and this one was okay. He got her to open up a lot about her past. So he's asking about her life. She's the oldest of 12 kids. She had an alcoholic mom who had affairs. Wow. Yeah. Her mom was an alcoholic who was having affairs on her dad. She had a physically abusive, drug-addicted dad. And then she tells this absolutely horrible story of how her and her siblings, when they were kids, witnessed her dad tie the mom down to the couch, rip a beer can in half, and used it to cut an X on her chest. I actually forgot that. Maybe I just blocked that out. You're right. I forgot. There was massive abuse. And 12 children. Oh, God. So it was bad. She ends up still being close with her dad after that. And mm. she says he's the only one she could rely on. And she had to be the mom to a lot of the siblings because the mom was off having sex with people and drinking. And um, her mom had her when she was 16. And she said that her mom would always say, my dad died so this lady's grandpa my dad died hating me because i had you and i wish i never had you i mean right there right there is just years of therapy years of therapy to just get over that one statement i mean yeah so dr paradise makes the connection for her that all of these things have made her feel like she's not worthy of happiness so she sabotages herself Mm. and once she learns how to actually value herself and her life and what she's bringing to the world she will start to take care of herself and you know not do the drugs and not binge eat and all that stuff so yeah it was a really really intense therapy session she says her dad's dying wish was for her to lose weight and get healthy and that's kind of like what's driving her at this point right um so i mean she goes to that and it's a two-parter i mean this they they did they you know they had a two episodes on angie j because um what happened she's going through i don't know where this therapy kind of landed with the two episodes but this man that um kicks her out eventually because well she's horrible um but kicks her out and so she's like i'm homeless and it's everyone else's fault every which which is a typical addict like um you know you it's everybody else's fault that that maybe i should that's unfair i shouldn't say a typical addict but addicts that i've encountered um personally it's the it's very common for that behavior to blame other people for your situation there's no accountability especially not with her no accountability of her weight of her health of anything so she's now sleeping in the park and this guy like visits her all day it's really weird she's like he should get me a home my family doesn't answer my phone calls anymore i'm like yeah i wonder why dude you're Mm -hmm. awful Mm -hmm. and then back in the hospital it's like a really hot summer in texas so like boiling um and she's in the hospital and doctor now's like there is nothing wrong with you just give me medication he's like you're a drug addict like doctor now no punches pulled you're a drug addict you're not getting anything else and there's nothing wrong with you she's like i'm dying just give me stuff he's like we'll go to rehab i'm not going to rehab i'm leaving now and he's like okay it's how did this even end with her she starts ripping out her own iv and he's like Mm. no have the doctor do that have the nurse do that and 
how, yeah, how does this go? So she she then I remember we see her in a house at some point and she's like oh, I'm going to prove doctor now wrong. I'm going to prove him wrong, lose this weight by myself. And I think that was kind of it. I don't she, even oh. know if she made she meets with another doctor with a strange name, Dr. Flowers, <laughs> Dr. Aww. Paradise and Dr. Flowers. Just all made up. AKA Jeff, the PA with a mustache on. Exactly. Jeff's back, everyone. Jeff's back. And Dr. Flowers is actually able to reason with her and kind of tease her and joke around and get on her level. And he, he kind of has more uh, emotionality to his voice than Dr. Now. And I think she connects with him more yeah gets less defensive she does he breaks down because he's like oh you're sassy no she's not sassy she's an asshole but okay (laughs) fine let's call her sassy she eventually agrees to do an outpatient detox program um gets off the drugs she gets approved for the weight loss surgery um and then oh oh and then during the surgery they discover a huge hernia that they have to deal with and and then they staple her stomach and they removed 80% of her stomach. He holds it up, Dr. Now, and it is, he goes, this is the biggest stomach I've ever seen. Look at this. And he's like, this, Show. this is the biggest stomach I've ever seen. And he's decrepit. And once again, he's five foot, five foot, I'm being generous of five foot six. I'd go yeah. with five foot two. And he's 101 years old and he's performing this amazing surgery perfectly. He's everyone needs to do whatever they can to save dr now so he can live forever because he is outstanding just stood there holding a stomach he's amazing so then <laughs> then that was what happened to her i guess that was it then right yeah she goes back for her checkup she has she's still complaining about like all these different pain things and then Oh, yeah. A couple of weeks go by and she moves back home from Houston. She, yes. She's like living with family or something. And she's like, yes. well, a couple of weeks went by and all the symptoms I was having went away. So I uh, guess there's yeah, a yeah, chance yeah, yeah. that Dr. Now was right. And it's like, yeah. yeah. And then I think the camera crew was just like, can we go? Like, let's just wrap this up. Wrap this up. Oh, like, she gets her just... hair done. Yeah. She gets her hair oh, done. Oh, yeah. That's, that's it. And they're just yeah. like, let's wrap this up and pack yeah. our stuff and go. Yeah. yeah. Um, two more uh, episodes that we have gene and brandon brandon was one that um bu- 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 oh yeah this was great because <laughs> a doctor now i know yeah you're laughing because you know too okay brandon was uh very much like the first episode with justin a success story this guy was really really overweight had a great girlfriend he said i want to get married i'm a musician i want to get my shit together and he did he followed everything lost so much weight um and it just proves it just proves you follow what Dr. Now says and it works. It absolutely works. He looked great. He lost a ton of weight. He proposed to his wife, uh, wife-to-be, his, his, became fiance. They got married. So he gets all this weight, um, gets the operation, loses all the weight. I think he even gets skin removal. And then you see him. <laughs> this is great. Uh, he's in like a follow-up with Dr. Now right after all of this. And he says, you know, I just want to thank you. And there are a couple of people, not enough, but a couple of people that go, Dr. Now, I just want to thank you for everything. And Doctor's response is, okay, so you need to lose maybe 25 pounds. And so and so this guy, Brandon, is so happy, right? He's getting married to the love of his life. He's everything. He's playing music again. And he says, you know, thank you so much, Doctor Now. And I want to, I finally proposed and we're getting married. And I actually want to invite you to the wedding. <laughs> and it is literally just like cannot compute. 
You have his jet black hair, Dr. Nell's jet black hair, hunched over, decrepit form. And he just goes, pause. Okay, uh, that's okay. great. <laughs> okay. okay, that's great. So I'm glad you lost so much weight by following this. Just ignored. Like he, were, he could not compute. No. Just someone going, thank you. You're amazing, Dr. Nell. Come to my wedding. This guy was so sincere. He's like, you've done all this for me. You've done all this emotion. Pause. Just silence. Okay. okay. So, so good the way you did, Brandon. Let's move on. I see with your charts. And Brandon's just like, I'm sorry. And he repeats it again. Dr. Nell's not having any of it. Not having any of it. He's too busy. Too busy saving lives. Um, Brandon broke Dr. Now. He the did. other funny thing cannot compete. The other funny thing from this episode is that so he lost so 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 much weight. They do this t- they do this scene in every single episode where it's like the saggy skin scene where they're in front of the mirror yes. and they're just like flopping around their saggy skin. And so he does that and he tells us that him and his fiance have decided to move to nashville so that he can pursue his music Mm. career and he's kind Mm -hmm. of like making it sound like oh i'm starting to get opportunities and you're like oh good for you and he's like he's like i don't know i don't know if i should wait a month to get this skin removal surgery because what if i miss out on my opportunity in nashville to be a star and i was just like honey (laughs) it's gonna take more than a month before you're on the cover of rolling stone (laughs) do we break it to brandon how it's like as i said at the top of this episode i want to be a movie star i moved to hollywood it doesn't re- it, it really it it's brandon you got you, time you, you got time dude you got a you got a lot, lot of time so don't you worry um he had a nice he had a really nice voice i thought yeah it was fine yeah, yeah. fine listen generous i am i mean i know you've heard my singing on this show before it really is else i mean it's like my accent work my singing voice is pretty my vocals are similar to my um the level of expertise in my accent work so yeah you know i can say fine um then we have the second person in this and i'm going to actually pass this over to kate because this was the one that nearly broke kate you think we, you know, uh, Brandon broke Dr. Now. Jean or Jeannie or G- whatever her name is nearly broke Kate. So, Kate, over to you. Over she to you. Really this is your stage. Down. Go. Okay. So, when they flash back to her episode on the regular season of the show, she went to Dr. Now at over 700 pounds. She had really poor hygiene. He was finding, like, poop particles on her legs, and she had, like, feces oh my God. in her sores. Sorry. I didn't know Sorry, uh, I didn't trigger know warning, poo poo. And so she, she also had this like huge infected sore on her leg that they had to immediately address, and she got put on. She was one of these people that got immediately put on the controlled diet. Like y- you're staying here, <laughs> yeah. And she lost fifty three pounds in the month that she was at the hospital, um, and then. By the time she goes back for her follow-up appointment, she's gained weight. She has her mother with her. And this is very much like a little Edie situation. It's like they are completely a unit and she's completely Uh dependent on her mom. And she's like in her 30s, I think, the uh, Mm -hmm. gene. So, okay. So she's back at the follow-up appointment with Dr. Now and her mom is with her. And 
she's gained some weight. Doctor now, of course, is like, you gained weight. Why? And her mom then reveals that she has a huge infection on a failed skin graft from a surgery she had. The mom pulls up her shirt and there is this like the size of your like hand sore, infected sore on her stomach. And doctor now is like shook. He looks over and he's like, you need, well, and by shook, I mean, you need to get that address right away. You need to get that address right away. Yeah, that's him being really disturbed. That's really, yeah. And so they go to the hospital. Mom has surgery. And while they're there, they find out that her dad, Jean's dad, has passed away in his sleep. Yes. And after that loss, they decided they're not going to return to Houston to continue working with Dr. Now. They're taking a break off to grieve. And then a month so they're back at their hometown in they live in texas but Mm. um not in houston so the mom a month later has another infection because she didn't wash her sutures at all and so she goes back to doctor now to get surgery again to remove all this infected skin and stuff and the gene is left to her own devices at the home. Oh, God. Dad's gone. Mom's gone. Yeah. Her home, first of all, is horrific. It's I can't. I can't. It's a one room shack. I can't. I can't. I can't. Okay. And I know we're both really sensitive about this, but there are 11 dogs. Okay. I can't. None of which are getting walked or taken care of. No. They look miserable. I can't, can't, Kate. So she barely leaves the bed. The dogs are just pacing around this little room. And I I mean, this is the best. It's not the best thing for the dogs. It's the best thing for Jean, though, that, like, she finally has to be by herself for one minute and do one thing by herself because her mom just waits on her hand and foot and she's like oh yeah my mom's been gone and I've I've had to do all the housework and I'm like housework where because the house is filthy it's disgusting it is absolutely disgusting and she let's see I just, oh. I, I honestly skimmed it all because I couldn't watch the animals suffer. This woman didn't give a shit about herself. She didn't give a shit about these animals. Mm. And it was so appalling. I was like, I can't, I, I when I, and re- remember, Kate, I said to you, I can't deal with these type of situations. Like I really can't. So when it, I mean, I can deal with someone trying to break into my house. I can't <laughs> deal with watching TLC shows. Like when it comes to hoarders, I'm telling you, I don't think I can, I can watch that show. I don't know. You might have to do a show on your own because that's, I can't watch hoarders. That's totally understandable to have that boundary because it's really rough. It's probably the darkest thing on the whole entire channel. So I understand. Um, okay. So another thing that happens when the mom is away in Houston getting her infected sutures uh, tended to by Dr. Now because and Dr. Now says she hasn't he's operating on the mom she hasn't clearly hasn't washed these in the whole month since she's been back there's dog hair in here there's dirt in here yeah so it's disgusting so then oh okay so then gene tells us back in um big sandy texas is where they live 
BFE. So um, she says that the dad was cheating on her mom when she was in the hospital and he used the rest of their money on a dating site. And what? Yes. And she says she's glad he's dead. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, listeners. When I say I skipped it, I mean, I genuinely skipped it because I couldn't see, you're watching animals suffer. Like, I could not watch it. So I was like, fuck this. So I kept re- fast-forwarding it and just got, Kate, I didn't know that happened. Yeah. Yeah. She says, she's glad he's dead. <laughs> and, but she, she laments, get this, she laments that they don't have his disability checks coming in anymore. So they don't have any money. This woman is as much, if, listeners, if you think Kate is exaggerating or, or or anything, she's being completely genuine. This woman is abhorrent. She is a disgusting human being. She is the mentality of a 12-year-old in a morbidly obese 30-something-year-old's um, body. And she is completely reliant on on this um on these parents they're codependent they are terrible people it is torturous to watch hence why i fast forwarded so i couldn't watch it yeah and i also want to say i tend to have a lot of sympathy for most of the people i watch on tlc you do not because there's always trauma there's always something under the surface that has led them to this point right but like with just once in a while you get someone and you're like oh my god yeah so she is so this is i'm still kind of in the same part of the show so she's still at home with all these dogs right and the mom is still in houston doctor now calls her and he's like you should come back your health is Mm -hmm. on the line and she goes well my mom's there and i don't drive so i have no way to get there and he goes Mm -hmm. ha 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 that's funny we'll send transport for you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and she goes well I don't have anyone to watch the dogs. And I was like, bitch, you're not even watching the dogs. Yeah, you're not even caring for these stupid She just uses them. Disgusting she she uses shit. them as an excuse to not go down yeah. there. And he's he goes, Well, we can't do everything for you. Surely you have a friend that can mm. watch your dogs. And she goes, I don't. I don't know. I just don't. And so then the mom comes back. And she finds one of her friends to watch the dogs so that they can go back there. And she goes, oh, wait, sorry. There's so much here. I'm skipping. I know. She goes, oh, yeah, I'm so, so the mom gets back. She goes, I'm glad that she's back because it's just been really rough. I've been doing everything. I don't fall asleep until after 10 or 11. And then I'm up at 7 or 8. And I was like, so nine hours of sleep? Yeah, terrible. From doing nothing because she has to sleep so much because she's done nothing all day. And you can just smell the house through the TV. It's like, Kate, I couldn't. I just. Tea uh, and rotten uh, food and moldy tile. And so the the friend, the mom's friend is going to take care of the dog. So she finally goes back to Houston to see Dr. Now. She only lost 57 pounds instead of the 160 that she was supposed to. And Dr. Now, I'm not seeing any evidence that you're going to stop making excuses. She goes, I was sick and I drank a lot of orange juice and had some pineapple and stuff because that's what my body was craving. It's what my body needed. We're not making this up. These are quotes. I saw that. She is the epitome 
of arrested development, enablement, laziness, selfishness, entitlement, and complete arrogance. She's disgusting. Tuckner now is like, overeating is overeating, and you're still 550 pounds. (laughs) She goes, I was sick. Right, and that's when you had the orange (sighs) juice instead of taking care of yourself when you're sick. Your body, if my body's craving something, your body is craving to be 600 pounds? (laughs) Dr. Now is... Give it to us, Dr. Either, now. either you want this or not. This is your life, and you're killing yourself with food. That's what he said. So how did this okay, end up? So, okay, so she keeps making excuses. I've been through a lot of stuff. She bring, she keeps using she keeps using the dad's passing as yes. an excuse when, I'm sorry, a couple of weeks ago she's telling a camera crew <laughs> that she's glad he's dead. And then, um, let's see... They're back at home. The mom's like, are you still wanting to get the surgery? And she's, Jean is like, everything just keeps getting piled on and on and on. And I'm like, what, uh, what is getting piled on? Like, you have this health issue. And that's, like, the only thing going on in your life, really. It's no, there's nothing. There's nothing in her life. Nothing. So then she's just just vaguely overwhelmed. Um, I wrote down the quote from season five of RuPaul's Drag Race, Jinx Monsoon. Delusion. Convince yourself. That's all I could think of this whole time. So, um, she just, she's not making progress. She keeps going back and not making much progress, but he ends up actually approving her for the surgery, which I was really surprised about. Okay. Um, and she's having this rude awakening because she's not enjoying eating food because what happens after these surgeries listeners is like, you're really nauseated and you have to adjust to eating a very small amount compared, especially compared to what a lot of these folks were eating before. So she's not enjoying food. She doesn't have her only coping mechanism anymore. And a few days after the surgery, she goes to one more checkup with doctor now, and then she drops out of the program. Not surprised. And I actually have a little bit of update because (gasps) Holly decided to do a wee bit of research research aka putting her name into google she sued the show which (gasps) surprises no one when you watch this bitch trying to get an easy dollar she sued the show because apparently tlc didn't pay for the seventy thousand dollars in medical bills because she didn't fulfill her contract so she tried to sue them and she was, it was thrown out of court. <laughs> yeah. That's how that ended. She Google doesn't... her and see. <sighs> it is disgusting. Still trying to just... But she wouldn't abide by anything that the show... The, the, I think there was some contractual, like, follow-up interviews or something she had to do and she wouldn't do it. So they said, we're not paying for your medical bills. And it was $70,000. That's not... how entitled these people are just it was so much it was so much that's really surprising to me that she had the gumption to file a lawsuit when she could barely even make the bed or do anything i mean yeah uh it is i just think i don't know it it's just it's just trying to get anything for free and 
it kind of made me realize as well, 70,000, all these people are getting that gift of $70,000 in medical. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. So anyway, that was her. Don't think about her again. Yep listeners but please think about her animals and hopefully they are in a hopefully they're with the person that looked after them while they were away because i'm sure they had a much better time than with her yeah horrible last one we're going to cover i know we spent quite a lot of time on this so let's wrap this up okay last one was silas and tiffany tiffany was incapable of walking i have here she lost 139 pounds in one month in the hospital went to rehab to walk again and then lost another 70. Oh, sorry. This is Silas. <laughs> sorry. Did I say that Silas or oh, Tiffany? I'm sorry. I'm getting computer. Silas. Yes. Oh. Has a daughter, uh, incapable of walking, has a daughter, lost 139 pounds in the hospital, went to rehab to like, cause he couldn't walk. Yeah. Like his entire life was in this tiny apart, ground floor apart. It was really, some of these are really rough to watch, dude. I didn't yeah. Yeah, really rough. Um, but he learned to walk again. He lost another 73 pounds, got the surgery. He had his wife, Jessica, and it seemed kind of like a quite a positive ending. Um, they really have much more in him, actually. He got super slim. He went, really? he went from being over 700 pounds in bed bound and he had the youngest daughter because he had stepdaughters as well and the youngest yes. daughter he said had never didn't have any memories of him that weren't him laying in this bed so that was so sad wow. and that was really motivating him because he wanted to be able to parent these children and not have the wife doing everything well they're not even married and then they have a priest come to the kitchen and they're wearing yes. do you remember this and they're wearing yes. t-shirts and baseball caps and they're just sitting at the counter and the priest I didn't get that. I didn't I don't know if it was even a priest. I think it was. I don't know some officiant, but yeah. it was very odd. Yeah, yeah, and they got they wanted to get married but then they didn't even get I mean they could have got married in a back garden and it would have been prettier than this. They were both stood at like a kitchen island it was a really weird scene and they didn't even kiss it was really strange really strange um but he did lose a ton and that was like going boating by the end of it they go to this really depressing zoo uh uh, Um, we're not discussing okay we'll move on yep okay so (laughs) moving swiftly on tiffany tiffany she had a boyfriend aaron she weighed 672.5 pounds six do someone just sit for a second whoever your weight is whoever you're listening whoever is listening whether you think you need to lose weight whether you think you need to gain weight whether you you know just knowing your body and how you feel in your body at the weight you are at the moment um maybe some of you kind of you know are at this point i've no idea maybe we we have people that are listening that are at this point and i'm sure you can empathize of the struggle and but to to the majority of people to really contemplate the amount of weight and pressure that puts on your bones and your organs it's just and a lot of these people aren't even like i'm five foot ten and i'm thinking you know a lot of these people are like six inches shorter than me and this weight Mm -hmm. and it's it's so much weight and i know that sounds like such an obvious simplified thing to say but it's just when you really think of these numbers 672.5 pounds on your bones you're really asking your body to do a lot your body can't do anything you know it's 
it's really bad i know she had she had gallstones i put here and she needed surgery but she was too big to operate yep and she goes okay. she goes yeah i kind of knew i had this this issue but i just didn't really think it was that big of a deal i was like what so then and then yeah what happens with her boyfriend aaron i've put here cousin jasmine i just can't really remember how this ends oh so this was the one where they were fi- they were having arguments they kept foreshadowing that they were going to break up the whole time mm-hmm. and they were having yes. money issues they oh yeah they had to their lease was up because they had moved to houston for her to um you know work with dr now and everything and the lease was up and she wanted to stay so she could continue with the program but he was like we're broke let's move back to california and move in with my family and she was like no i want to keep going here and stuff like that and they're freaking out i'm like why don't they just get a sublet or a i guess that's simplified but sublet or like an airbnb or something um i think they end up putting everything in storage and then they go to a hotel and then Mm. um she's making really slow progress she lost like seven pounds in two months or something and then um she let's see he they break up and he moves back to california she tries yeah she tries to stay in houston but she can't afford it and so she ends up moving in with her mom in washington that's it and is this where you see her then it ends i think this is the one where it ends and she's around a table and they've got a load of sweets and they're like do you want to eat this is that her I Maybe remember it was someone that. else. No, that might have been somebody else. There was someone that ended up, they broke up with a boy, I can't even remember, but they end the scene and it's like her uh, back in, I feel it was like Washington, and she's like, oh, I'm home, I'm so glad to be home. And there's the mother, the grandmother, and like an aunt, and they just have a load of pastries out, and they're like, do you want this, or should we make you some cute, or should we cut you up cucumber? Nothing in between. It's nope. either pastries or cucumber. That might have been this, actually. I, I think, I, think I skipped ahead a little. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Um, she gets a job, and she's saving to go back to Houston. That's pretty much it. So that was it. So, guys, that was all of, ep- of, of season seven. And by the way, once again, all these episodes are like an hour and 25 minutes. So we only did one season, but it was enough. Can you get an overview of exactly what... It was just kind of... For TLC, it was just kind of ridiculous because they spent so long showing... I understood you, you kind of... They could have done it a lot speedier showing their original episodes we got an idea of who they were and then then do where they are now and spend longer in that but they were just kind of i think jeff was jeff the pa gave the suggestion of like look we can bounce these out really quickly if we just do half the show repeating footage from their original episode and then the rest of the half i'll go and film for you and so they were like jeff you got it go down go down to houston get the shit done and we have, you know, seven seven seasons of an, of these episodes. So what we do now is that was our first show that we covered. We need to give it a rating as we do with every single show. We um, do a rating of zero to six. Oh, well, very apt. Mm. Kate came up with zero to 600 pounds of learning for each show we do based on exact the namesake on my 600 pound life. Kate, how, how many pounds of learning did you give this show? I did 225. Yeah, I did 100. Just low. I mean, we got a little bit here and there, but, you know. Most of that, that is for not. Dr. Now. Oh, I, my, yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I thought there were a lot. There were actually some 
insightful, interesting moments between some of the other therapists and some yep. some breakthroughs that I enjoyed watching, you know, just from a observing humans perspective, just like, oh, well. Yeah, I mean, and I think I gave my 100 pounds purely because I learned a new accent. I oh, learned, yeah. I learned, and I learned the tone and his jet black, uh, his jet black hair. Like yeah. I had to give that 50 at least, 50 pounds learning how stunning it was. Like, how do you get your hair that black? And, um, oh, you know what? One side note I do need to add when it comes to research, because I looked up Dr. Now's age and he is 101. And I did find <laughs> out that his... Let me see. At the top of my notes, his son, Jonathan, created the show. Did you know this? No. So Jonathan now Zazarian or whatever his full name is. Sorry, I don't know. I don't have it written down here. Um, But he just goes by Dr. Now. His son, Jonathan, created my 600 pound life. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's a um, producer and in the industry. And obviously he knew his dad was a star. Like he grew up knowing my dad is a star. What I would have loved if we had footage of Jonathan pitching, pitching this it. to his dad. Yes. So dad, listen, I've got a really great idea. Look, I know you wanted me to follow you, follow in your footsteps and become a doctor. I don't want to do it, dad. I want to, I want to be a movie star. I want to go into the movie industry. I've decided I can create television and you are the star. You are the person I want to focus on. And it would just be a long silence, right? Okay, we can film on Monday. <laughs> that's it. And that's where that's that's what happened. That's how the decision was made. And Doctor Now is now a star. He really is a star, and it's all thanks to Jonathan. So I thank just, you, Jonathan. I bet that's so exactly happy. how it went down. And that just absolutely that just makes me wonder, like knowing that he has a son and a family now, because I just kind of pictured him as being by himself with like a, oh, gr- no. with like a greyhound dog or something. Oh no, not but Dr. Now. <laughs> I would love to see his speech at his son's wedding. You know, he's just like, thank I you all for my... coming. Don't have too much cake or you'll die. I th- uh, thank you all for, I like my son a lot and my, uh, my daughter-in-law is great. If she could lose 25 pounds by next <laughs> month, I would be able to approve of a surgery. <laughs> I, I will pay for the honeymoon. I am deeply in love with him. Uh, deeply oh, yeah. in love. And, you know, he's, a, he's 101 now. And we just we keep our fingers crossed he's going to reach 102. Because we need him. <laughs> we need Dr. Now. And Jonathan, thank you. Thank you for recognizing the star power of your father and creating oh. my 600-pound life. Because you brought to the forefront a man that is everything we could hope and dream for so thank you very much thank you All so right. before <laughs> okay 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 moving on okay moving um on. all right so doctor now we're finished with you we are finished with uh my 600 pound life where are they now we're going to move on to our secretary before that kate how about we take a quick break i'm going to get more wine and i'm going to go and check my windows are locked we're right back <laughs> Hello, it's Pauline here and I am jumping into the middle of the convo very quickly to first of all, thank you all for listening and supporting us on our podcast journey so far. And to let you know, um, we have a new segment we're preparing for ongoing potty episodes. We have a call to action to anyone listening that can become one of our 
agents in the field. In future episodes, we will be including stories and tales sent in by you, our dear listeners, to give us the inside scoop. If you or anyone you know of has been on a TLC show, worked on a TLC show, has been a long-suffering PA on a TLC show, or has just any kind of insight and knowledge of what goes on behind the scenes, we want to hear from you. All submissions will be kept completely anonymous. Just email us at tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com. You're amazing. And back to the show. Okay, our second show is Conjoined Twins inseparable and tlc describes this as the as in the following way so dramatic dramatic readings i'm just getting actor prepares actor prepares (laughs) (laughs) the rain in spain stays mainly on the play okay the challenges conjoined twins carmen and lupita face every day as they fight for their independence and prepare to tackle college life away from home see that would be good for my real when i you know when i start getting when all of these voiceover jobs start flooding in in for me um i want to let them know my range i want to let them know that oh, i can do the jovial i i can be light i can be bright and i can get the serious i can get the bbc serious news down <laughs> um so i just want to make sure that everyone knows my range so within this podcast just got to keep practicing i am basically selling myself um as much as i possibly can um and you know email me email me feel free to use the tender um uh tender loving care uh email address to for all of my um work offers i'm, <laughs> I'm fine with that um all right so that was our show so let's see what uh <laughs> we're still doing a podcast right not just promoting myself okay got it so um we are on this was our second show conjoined tones inseparable so this this was a one-off show so it wasn't a huge series it was one off it was about self-explanatory conjoined twins now this is another thing the themes of tlc we have a lot of shows about little people conjoined twins and a morbidly obese and this this episode we covered two of them we've already covered little people with seven little johnsons loads of other ones i think we've already done um so this is carmen and lupita now i'm gonna go off and just say what was actually interesting about this show this sorry yeah this one off episode is that i thought it was going to be the typical you know sideshow kind of talking about just them being conjoined and how they live their life and everything like that and a little bit of a spectacle stuff that TLC does but it actually took a really surprising turn it ended up being about immigration and and immigration reform it was really layered um the two girls Carmen and Lupita were born conjoined um they have two spines they're joined at the abdomen um they have two legs um so one each girl controls one leg um they were born in mexico so they because conjoined twins is obviously such a rarity um there's specialists that know how to uh help them so they had to come to america ended up in connecticut um with surgeons there that helped them that said they 
could not be separated. Um, so they are in Connecticut living there. They're 18 years old. So we're seeing them graduate from, um, from school, uh, from uh, secondary school, from high school. And um, kind of going on about, you know, there are a lot of questions being asked about their lives, the usual stuff. They said, you know, we've been asked everything you can imagine. Um, But then it takes a turn. It's all about their immigration because essentially they came over um, to America on a uh on a on a sorry on a visa for a medical emergency and it keeps kind of getting renewed every year and we were in the midst of seeing whether it would be renewed again because legislation has had switched for um people coming over on that visa so we met her parents victor and norma um you know these girls were only supposed to live for 72 hours Mm -hmm. that's what the mother was told um and you know they're talking about their lives being conjoined twins but predominantly a lot of it was about immigration which i found was very deep for a tlc show uh, but very informative and very very interesting especially myself i'm on a green card and i know a lot about immigration and how tricky it is here and there with everything so i it was it's always interesting for me to learn about people that are on different visas and how how they are in this country um so they're not american citizens but they're kind of in this gray area so you see them going to immigration lawyers to deal with all of this in the meantime seeing them at school um they go to an agricultural school um so they they really want to be around animals um and you saw them learn um i think it was common wanting to drive so you see a little bit like any of i don't know kate if you've seen any of the pre i'm sure they were all tlc shows i actually watched about conjoined twins and a lot of it is very much what you'd kind of expect it's all about well can you have sex and do you have boy you know all these very very intimate things that is kind of exploitative here they asked that yeah yeah they did um but there was more layers to this show as opposed to previous ones i've watched where it's just kind of like you know let's talk about this and see how you put on clothes and let's watch you know there was kind of an icky factor with all of this but this i felt like it was much more uh thoughtful i thought it was much Mm. more thoughtful what did you think what was your take on it that's interesting because my note is (laughs) that i felt like it was surface level (laughs) well i do well that's interesting because i mean I found it was surface level in their day-to-day ability. I wanted to know more about how they functioned uh-huh. and what it was like meeting people when you're walking around a town and you're a conjoined twin. Like, what do people say to you? But I actually really appreciated that they didn't focus on all of that because there's been a hundred documentaries on TLC and anywhere about those type of questions that are asked conjoined twins, whereas they were focusing on it, the immigration aspect. So that's interesting. I think it I totally get what you're saying I I Mm. appreciated that they brought this aspect up because obviously it's like the biggest thing going on in their lives is yes because they've only known life in the U.S. but yet they're in this middle ground where they're not citizens but they are because this is all they know and right so I I liked that they showed all of that but it just felt like they kind of would bring up a topic they would have this kind of corny voiceover of the of the twins just being like yeah "Yeah, we go to high school just like everyone else 
Yeah, I yeah, I know what you mean. They did do a lot of that. It reminded me of Unpolished. Mm-hmm. You know, when it was, she was sat at the table and being like, this is my crazy family. Let yes. me start with telling you about, yeah, 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 yeah. We got dealt a weird hand and we just have to deal with it. And it was just, it was yeah. like sort of, um, they just kind of presented it. But I felt like I wanted, I was craving for them to sort of dive deeper into these women's girls' feelings. It just Maybe, felt a little yeah. bit like like just barely scratching the surface of what they but that being said they are really young girls so i can see why they didn't like well, push them no, to that. I, mean, I think there's several things here i think it's probably because i've watched a lot of conjoined twins documentaries we're not going to mm. ask why but i have and then second of all i think it's also to do with um the fact that we had something else i cannot remember what it was at this point but that we had watched we've reviewed another tlc show Oh, you know what it was? It was um, Jotti. It was when we did oh, Jotti. Yeah. And you said, and I was like, why did it end so abruptly? And you pointed out, I think it's because it was supposed to be a series. And they pitched it. It didn't It didn't go to series. So they just like released the pilot. Yeah. And I'm wondering if it was the same with this. I wonder. Because you're right. There was so much like, but what's your day-to-day life like? What's it like when you meet someone? How would, you, you know, TLC would love to go into how do you date? And even though both of them are like, we don't date, we're not interested. But, right. you know, what was it like when you go to a new school? What did everyone say? And what's it like when you travel? How do you get an airplane? You know, all of this type of stuff. But I think it was kind of like a jotty thing of it was supposed to be a series. That's why it thought, why were you kind of like, oh, that was it? Oh, Okay. You nailed it. It's that same feeling. It was a, it was an abrupt yeah. sort of ending and I it left me wanting t- more a little yeah. bit. I I, was I, like, I, I oh. feel you're right. I did as well. I I was just I was kind of shocked at the fact that TLC was going political. I think that's what yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's what got me and I was like, "Wow, good for you, TLC." Okay, Definitely. I like this. You're talking about immigration reform. Okay, I really like this. And you're talking about the struggles of this family and these two children that have been here as babies. Mm-hmm. And this is their life. They are American. Yeah. Everything about them is American culturally. And mm-hmm. yet you could put them on a plane and tell them they have to go back to their, their country of birth when they have no no idea what it's like to live there. Um yeah so i was like oh tlc wow okay you're going oh, this is interesting um but it was very short as as kate mm-hmm. said it was it's a one-off and it was like 45 minutes or something and that mm-hmm. was it so mm-hmm. i don't really have a lot to say apart from that they they you know they showed them in school they had tons of friends they were learning to drive um they talked about you know how one of them controls each leg and some of the crazy questions they get asked if they're psychic if they you know all of this and they did say that because they do share the same uh bloodstream so if one of them dies both of them will die one of them gets sick or has any type of infection the other one will as well Mm -hmm. which is very interesting Mm -hmm. um and they did get their um they did get their visa to stay but yeah i I realize here my last note is kind of over prematurely yeah so yeah that's they had that this, yeah. they had that scene with that teacher do you remember that oh, yes it was yeah. this very they were really pushing for this inspirational moment with oh, the teacher shoot. uh-oh Ooh. 
Sorry, I'm getting a amber. No, it's a silver alert. Shit. Sorry, listeners. Sorry, sorry. That's crazy. I got one of those while we were still talking about the first show. An amber alert, that is. Oh, you did? This is a silver alert. Missing mm. endangered elderly. Oh, mm. that's sad. Yeah. Um, but I'm on Do Not Disturb, and it's still... I didn't even hear yours go off. Um, anyway, sorry about that, listeners. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, Kate, carry on. I'm saying about the teacher. Yeah, so they, they have this really nice teacher who um, they've formed a bond with, and it did make me feel a little emotional because yeah, he's like, yeah. I believe in you girls, and it's been nice having you as a student, as students. Oh, and, no. um, that was They had these little touching moments here and there, but... But yeah. there was so much more they could have done. But I mm-hmm. think we may be right. It was probably pitched to go for a show and it never got never got picked up. Yeah. I think that could have been. And I think it would actually be a really interesting show because of their um, their status as immigrants. I think that would have given it a lot of depth. Um, but TLC went no. <laughs> so that was conjoined twins and separate. I don't have anything else to say. Do you? Nope. Yeah. What sorry, guys. Okay. Uh, didn't give it one, so let's give it one now. I would give Pounds of Learning for Conjoined Twins Inseparable, uh, 222. 222. I went low. I did 51. Okay. I had immigration. I I learned about immigration on that one. So I'm Mm going to give that more than, um, my 600 pounds life. All right. So let's move on to the part of the show that gets me the most excited. Am I excited about talking about each shows we get every week? Of course I am. Of course I want to rage. Of course I want to talk about my opinions, see what Kate has to say, go against everything we kind of, you know, go for everything we feel about these shows. I love discussing it. Love having a rage. Have love, love having a, uh, a a discussion about it. But this part of the show, listeners, dear darling listeners, is our wheel of shame. Wheel of shame is, as I said at the top of the show, a wheel that we put in every single um, show on the TLC network. We spin it every week. We never go against the wheel. Whatever they say, whatever show comes up, we pick two and we watch them. If we can find them on on TLC platforms. We will watch them. We review them for the next week. So, Kate, are we ready to go in? Spin for a first it. spin. Oh okay, yeah, let's spin it. All right, come on, give us. So, uh, tell me what you're feeling. Tell me what you want. Tell me what you want. I want let's some romance. I want romance. Romance. Okay. And when we see romance on TLC, obviously that means disastrous romance. Right, right. I just want to make sure. You know, you know what I wouldn't mind? I wouldn't mind 30 inches, inches tall and turning 18. Wouldn't mind that. <laughs> wouldn't mind that at all. Uh, wouldn't mind a kind of born with albinism. There's a couple I'm going for, kind of one-offs. I'm feeling a one-off. And I want yeah. like a, a, an odd one-off. I want ones that we haven't really explored before. Um, and I guess we have done little people, but... All right, so let's spin this wheel. It's spinning. Let it go. Come on, let's see what's going You know what? We didn't say Alaskan Women's Love and we didn't say Darcy's face. So, oh, here we go. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. god uh-oh <laughs> what do i you what's that response telling you kate when i say that it's something with a lot of seasons or what are my two what are my two venues that i yeah it's either wedding or babies say yes to the prom so yes to the dress we covered in season or episode whatever the fuck and we both hated it now we have to say yes to the prom no kate can you check if it's on there because i'm hoping that i'm hoping a it isn't 
and if it is that it's like one off can i be that hopeful oh yeah right it's gonna have like seven seasons stop look tlc's smart though they knew they had a bunch of morons that watched say yes to the dress so they were like let's get a bunch of younger morons that are gonna watch say yes to the prom by the way i just alienated the majority of our listeners i'm sorry so sorry i'm so sorry um not the majority wait i knew it no no there's okay don't get me excited like that how many say yes to the prom come on it's gotta be a one-off okay there's two one hour things perfect yeah great thank you will will a shame thank you yes to the say yes to the dress had like 58 seasons or something so all right we've got say yes to the prom all right, Kate, maybe we, you know, Wheel of Shame is so good to us. I just want to send out loving vibes to the gods of the Wheel of Shame. Maybe it's one one-off or one, you know, two-off. Maybe they're going to do it again. So I'm going to spin again, Kate. You ready? Wheel of Shame. Ooh-ha-ha. <laughs> Spinning. Let's see. Come on. This could be good. This could be like a little mini. Come on, do a mini. fun. <laughs> okay. Guys, I need all these listeners to understand none of this is rigged. This is an automated, like, this is a wheel of shame. Everything's on there. We have no, it's completely random. Like, completely random. Kate, this second show, Kate. Hang on, I, I, I need to see your reaction when I tell you this. Cake boss. Oh. <laughs> Okay. No. If anyone, our listeners will remember two or three episodes ago, we had to sit through the most dramatic retelling no. of Buddy Velasco's fingers and his his whole hand getting like caught into a bowling bowling alley machine. And I said to Kate, when we get Cake Boss, there's like 800 seasons. It's been Kate. This has been going on for like a decade. This show. I'm not. I need you to look at it right now and tell me because I guarantee you it's been going on for a decade. And he makes cakes for celebrities at this point, and that's it. There are 14 seasons of Cake Boss. All right, all right, listeners, we love you. Um, w- the Wheel of Shame gave us one good one, and 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 this. We're not watching 14 seasons. How many episodes per... Hang on, how many episodes per season? Let's see. I bet it's going to be like 10. Yeah. I bet it's going to be 10. I'm going... Because it's, it's... I don't know any TLC show that is less than that. How many? Anywhere from 13 to 38. <gasps> so did you... Did you say 38 per season? According to Wikipedia, season four has 38 episodes. okay (laughs) guys i don't you know the wheel of shame is so interesting because what it's doing to us it's it's saying watch one and we'll get the counterpart up it's very interesting it's done it with amish it's done it with um what's the other one that is did the that it's done the spin-off obviously cake boss now 600 pound life where are they now so we'll probably get 600 pound life life like next week yeah the wheel of shame is funny you know we're not going against it we love it we pray to the gods we make our offerings every week to the to the gods of the wheel of shame um this is just gonna be tricky (laughs) 
this is going to be tricky so what we're probably going to do listeners i know a lot of you like to um watch along with us so with cake boss i think we're what kate and i do when we have these monster seasons is we kind of google the top five episodes of cake boss and we'll just see what we get and then we'll watch that because i uh, there's no amount of alcohol or drugs or anything on this planet that would make me sit through 900 episodes of cake boss it's just not going to happen so we'll do like top five we'll google something like top five and watch them because guess guess what happens hey guess what happens every week he makes cakes i mean that's it that's pretty much what's gonna happen every week and there's gonna be shouting they're all gonna be shouting i mean i will say i i would be interested to see how because by the time we saw buddy Velastro road to recovery he was a huge star and they had this performance going on they were so performative so i think it will be kind of interesting to go back to like Uh, season one and see how they were um maybe just like first and last episode or something i don't know of season one wolf okay because that actually makes let's do it before they became stars a movie star let's do it before they became stars because um that is a really good point when they first got the show and seeing how the mechanics of their business they're starting up and then maybe we could watch the most recent season yes yeah let's do that we're gonna turn into these caricatures of themselves that's it okay guys so we're gonna do first we're gonna do some from first season and last season cannot guarantee every episode but that's what we're gonna do for that so all right for next week we have cake boss and we have um say yes to the prom um all right (laughs) you have your assignments for next week we have our assignments um before we go and wrap up this episode, do you want to plug our social media? Go ahead and follow us on TikTok at Tender Loving Care Pod and Instagram at Tender Loving Care Pod. Would like to say that uh, there is a certain uh, TikTok. There's a certain TikTok video. Don't know why I'm reverting back to this accent. Um, there is a TikTok video that I think we can actually classify that Kate and I went viral. I don't know what viral is. Is it a million? I don't know. Viral, we have 42,500 views on one of our latest TikTok uh, videos. So (laughs) we're super proud of it. We think now we're basically movie stars. Um, So (laughs) I called my mom. I was like, I finally made it, mom. (laughs) We finally made it, Kate. This is is we. We finally made it. You're right, right, right. We are, um, we're basically really, really uh, big now. So yeah. Thank you for your, all your support, guys. We're going to dump you as soon as we can get some good advertising and move on to my uh, voiceover work. But, you know, thanks for the support so far. Um, <laughs> kidding. We love you. Um, so please go and follow us at TikTok at Tender Loving Care Pod and have a look at the video that uh, made us go viral. And Instagram, Tender Loving Care Pod, our Twitter, TLC Poddy. Email us. We've already mentioned kind of agents in the field earlier in the show in our break, but that's Tender Loving Care Pod at gmail.com that's our email address please go ahead send us all your loves tell us where you're listening from we love to hear all of that stuff i do i love kind of looking at our um, analytics and seeing the cities and the countries everyone's listening to i think it's super super cool and obviously thank you so much for everyone for um listening and telling people about our potty because it means a lot and we have a ton of fun doing this and it's just wonderful to um to have people uh listen to our bullshit um all right kate anything you want to plug this week i would just like to thank everyone for listening and 
request that if you have a moment, rate us five stars on whatever app you're listening on. Um, That just helps people who are finding our show just Mm -hmm. validate that it's a great show. (laughs) Great. It's such a great show. So great. So, um, yeah. yeah. Thanks, everyone. That would be awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm going to do a little bit of plug because it really is all about my voiceover career. Um, Obviously, you can contact me on the TLC TLC email, TLC at gmail.com. Um, you know, that, that tender love and care pod at gmail.com on my voiceover work. And also, um, I want to plug um, my Etsy store. I have created a line of notebooks and t shirts and sweaters and hoodies and blah, 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 blah. Um, all kind of surrounding it. Started off with the Real Housewives. That's uh, how Kate and I fell madly deeply in love mm. over the Real Housewives and everything Bravo. Um, from there it's kind of gone into a lot of pop culture from youtubers to um tlc monsters to housewife monsters everything's on there so um please go ahead and check out my instagram which is a brit in the sun b-r-i-t in the sun um that is going to lead you to see kind of what i have on my store um, I have great notebooks, um, if I do say so myself, mm. um, hoodies, t-shirts, everything you think of. So go ahead and have a look at that um, and check out my Etsy store. All right. I think that's all the pluggedy plug plug plugs for this week. Kate, we have our mission. We know what uh, what we have to do for next week. We're going to learn a lot about cakes and a lot about bullshit proms. Um, so thank you, everyone, for listening. You're amazing. Um, please, as Kate said, tell Tell, tell someone tell anyone <laughs> any anyone the bus driver the toll booth operator anyone you can the man about, outside your window the man this way actually guys turn around right now because he's right behind you just say before you break in check out this podcast it's really really it's pretty good pretty 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 good and tell larry david all right guys thank you so much we will see you next week have a good week bye Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.